This is the Advent Sunday that we celebrate peace. How the coming of Jesus has brought to humanity true peace. (laughs) Our world needs peace. Whether it is on that global scale, as we, we read the news, listen to the updates that are coming over internet or on TV or about all of the conflicts that are going on in the world, the, the ways that, that one group of individuals is oppressing and, and, and uh, uh, in conflict with another group. Uh, those that are, are battling over territory, those that are battling over ideals, those that are battling over, over wealth, over uh, uh, resources. It's, it's everywhere. Um, uh, it's not just in that level, though, that we need peace. You look in, even within our own nation, and you see the the great divisions that there are between people. Those that, that see life in one way, that, that see the way forward of how, how, to, how to make our nation and our world better, they have, they have one focus and they, and they see anybody that has a, a different point of view as, as somebody that is evil, that is wrong, that, that, and there's, there's conflict that's there. You, you see that even within families right there uh, there are are different ways that people address issues uh, there are different priorities that that parents have than their children that 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 husbands have different from their wives that that there is this conflict that just surrounds us all over we need peace probably the most significant in all of that is the lack of peace that we have within ourselves. The epidemic of mental health issues that are out there. People that have determined that their, their lives are no longer worth living because of the suffering that they have, because of the, the turmoil that they experience within their own hearts. Our world needs Peace. Unfortunately, most of the ways that we go about trying to create peace are fundamentally flawed. I have no hope of actually fixing that which is broken within us. It's like... It's because we are using a tool, because, because our peace is coming from within ourselves, because our attempts to try and fix that which was within us, that which was within our relationships, that's, with, with it, that's what which is within our world. That was a lot of W's, sorry. But we're trying to fix all of those things with ourselves, which are fundamentally broken, in turmoil, lacking peace. When you are using a tool that is broken to try and fix a problem, 
you are doomed to failure. I, I just tried that a couple of weeks ago. I was putting together that doorway out there um, that leads into, the, into this room to, to take the place of the big garage door. And uh, Bob Yip had built that last year, and I was trying to reassemble it from, from what he had disassembled from last year. And, and in order to do that, there was hinges that needed some lag bolts some bolts to hold the, the hinges to the other side of the door. And I didn't have a wrench, so I went up to Rob's shop uh, up there and fumbled around inside of his shop and found a crescent wrench um, that looked like it had seen better days. <laughs> it had a whole bunch of extra parts that I wasn't really sure what they were for, but looked like something had been welded on to one side. And, and the, I don't know if you know what a crescent wrench is, but it is an adjustable wrench. And there's a little worm screw that's in there that allows the, the jaws to open and close tighter. So it doesn't matter what size of bolts you've got, you can find, a, a, you've got a wrench that will be able to handle it. So this was the best that I could find. So I figured I'd give it a shot, took it down. And, and it worked, sort of. I was able to, to get the bolts started, but as soon as they started getting a little bit deeper and the tension was a little bit more in trying to get them in, every time I would try and turn it, the jaws would open up and it would just slip. And so I was trying all kinds of different ways to... to grasp those jaws so that they would stay closed together but as it got deeper and more tension i just there was no way that i could get that bolt fix it the way that it needed to be because the tool that i was used was fundamentally broken in fact actually what was happening was as i was doing that it was actually rounding off the edges of the bolt so that the bolt was actually getting more difficult to actually tighten That's exactly what we do when we try and fix our world to try and make peace when even with ourselves there is no peace. And so there are all kinds of attempts that people will make to, to gain peace for themselves. And our world has lots of different answers of how you can find peace within yourself so that then once you have peace within yourself, you can then create peace with others. All of it is flawed. will not work. It, it might do a little bit. It might make things a little bit better. But, but ultimately, because there still is no peace within us, because... Uh, because the problem is, the reason that there is no peace within us is because we don't have any peace with God. We were created to be in relationship with Him. But ever since we as a human race turned our back and said, I would rather be my own authority and i am not willing to submit to you and to to walk in relationship with you but i want to do life on my own terms 
we have separated ourselves from that true peace. And until that gets remedied, there is no hope for us to create a real, true peace. Oh, we can, we can pretend like we get along. We can, we can improve our marriages, our relationships with our children to some degree. But it can't bring true peace until we first have that peace with God. When Jesus came to earth as a little baby, He brought with Him, brought to us the path to true peace. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to John John chapter 14. And, and if you do a, a, a concordance search on the word peace, that is a fundamental theme that runs through the entire collection of Scripture that we have. The Old Testament is full of, of the promise of God's peace that He brings to us. And, and we could have gone through all kinds of Old Testament passages that talk about how God is our peace. Uh, how through Him we can find peace which leads to righteousness. But in Jesus, in His coming into our world, in, in, in John 14, we read uh, the words of Jesus where He says this to His disciples. In John chapter 14 and verse 27, You can, you can tell because this is John 14. We've already gone through good part of Jesus' life. In fact, this is His, his upper room discourse as He's uh, having the, the Last Supper with His disciples just before His arrest. Uh, so so they've, they've seen all that, that, that He has done. They've known Him uh, to be the, the, the true teacher, the, the miracle worker, and all the rest of that. And, and He's given them some hard words uh, to, to wrestle with. But in the midst of that, He says to them these words, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You see, there is an infinite difference between the peace that we receive through relationship with God through Jesus Christ and the peace that our world tries to describe, tries to provide, tries to, to lead and, and to guide us in. The peace that Jesus gives to us is not bound in circumstances. It's not a peace that comes out of an environment that lacks conflict. Jesus is talking to His disciples right now and, and, and just in, the, in, in a, a couple of chapters, He's going to say to them, in this world you will have trouble, tribulation. So the, the peace that Jesus provides is not tied to our circumstances. It's not because everything is honky-dory that I can have peace. Instead, I have peace in the midst of turmoil. 
as chaos swirls around me, Christ provides peace. Where does that peace come from? It comes from having a right relationship with God. His peace uh, surpasses anything, any circumstance that we might find ourselves within. And because, because, because that relationship is right, everything else falls into place. See, the problem, and, and we said this already, the problem, the reason that I have no peace from God is because I am in sin. I have rebelled against Him. And I deserve the justice that He will provide. But through Jesus Christ, God provided a means to pay for that. And we read about that in Romans chapter 5. If you, again, let's turn over to, to that passage together in your Bibles. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. And Tegan has been working on a paper for one of his classes that actually is in university that has been uh, amongst a bunch of other literature has been looking at a number of books of the Bible, including Romans. And, and uh, Tegan did a paper that is dealing with this whole issue of being justified. It is a legal term means to be considered to be to be seen as innocent no longer guilty and that's what this passage is talking about let's read this together Romans chapter 5 starting at verse 1 therefore since we have been justified we have been declared innocent pure how we've been justified by faith we now have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him we also have attained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. By trusting in what Jesus has done, to, in, in, in trusting in the, the righteousness that He provides us through the de His death on the cross, by putting our faith in that, we are declared justified, pure, innocent, no longer guilty of all of the sin that we have committed. No longer standing in, in, in opposition to God, but instead we have been made new. And what do we have with that? Peace with God. Because that which separated us before has been dealt with. No longer stands against us. And so for those that have put their faith in what Jesus has done, they have peace with God. And now that that primary relationship is at peace, we can begin to experience peace 
in all other aspects of our lives. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 13. We're going to read a number of verses here down to, to 21. Paul writes here to the, the believers in Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, that's that separation from God because of our sinfulness. You who were far off have been brought near, how? By the blood of Christ, by his sacrifice, his paying the penalty for you. For He Himself is our peace. Who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that He might create in Himself one new man in place of the two and so making peace. And He might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And He came and preached to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. For through Him we, have, we both have access in one Spirit to the Father, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus Himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a temple in the Lord. Because we have peace with God through Jesus Christ, we now have peace with one another. Because through His sacrifice, through the peace that He gives us, we are now joined together as one body in Christ Jesus. So that we can relate to each other, we can work through the differences that there are between one another in a way that, that promotes His peace, that, that accomplishes His purposes, recognizing that the things that are different about you, the things that, that are, are, are in, in, in apparent opposition to the things that are important to me, in that balance, in that tension, God has a plan and a purpose. And when we both are focused on Christ and listening to His leading and direction, He guides us to have peace in the midst of that diversity. And there's love and there's harmony, even though there are things that are different. And so we come together in this place with such eclectic group. You're all weird. <laughs> but we are one we have love we have peace and unity with one another because of what christ has done he is that cornerstone he is the foundation which takes all of our weirdness and we all fit together in a way that makes sense he is our peace 
So how do we experience that peace? Because I know that there are many of us that are here who are followers of Jesus. We've put our faith in Him. And yet still there's conflict. Conflict with one another. Conflict within families. Conflict even within ourselves. There still is anxiety and stress and fear and, and anger and all of that. So how do we, how do we embrace that peace that Christ leaves with us. It's the same way that we receive His grace and justification. It's by faith. We've talked about that over and over again over the study of Mark in the last little while, that faith is belief in action. That we're not just making some kind of mental ascent to saying, yeah, I believe Jesus is my peace, but I live my life desperately trying to create my own peace for myself, to, to deal with the stress and anxiety in my life through my own strength, reading all of the self-help books that I can get my hands on so that I can create my own peace. Faith is trusting that, that Jesus is my peace, believing in that, and living it out in the reality of that peace that He has given to me. Philippians gives such a great description of how we experience peace and, and some of the ways that we walk that out, the actions that we take that, that embrace that, that peace that Christ has provided us in faith. And, and we find that in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians, that's Colossians, that's wrong. Philippians chapter 4. Starting at verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, how? By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts, and your minds in Christ Jesus. The way that we embrace that peace by faith is we bring our anxieties, our concerns, the stresses, the turmoils, the conflicts that we have, and we, we lay them at the feet of Jesus. Say, Lord, I need your help. I thank you that you are helping me. I thank you for the peace that you have given. 
And by faith, I will now walk in that peace. And when we embrace that, the promise is the peace of God which transcends understanding. Which you will not be able to explain to other people. They will look at your life and they will say, how can you be at peace with all of the junk that's going on in your life? And you will say, I have no idea. (laughs) I can't explain it. But God has given me peace. And that peace that He's given you will guard your heart. The emotions that you have. The, the, the feelings and all of those kinds of things that can get us in all kinds of directions. He will guard that heart. And your mind. The way that you think. The, the, the decisions that you make. The, the, the ways that you interact with other people. He will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That is true peace. And when we embrace that peace, uh, when we um, uh, 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 revel in what Jesus has provided us, it then allows us to have peace with other people. Because my peace doesn't depend on you. It doesn't depend on what you do. You don't have to do all the right things in order for me to feel at peace. Because my peace is in Christ Jesus. And so now I am free to find and make and develop peace with you. Turn to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. And here Paul is talking to a a church, a group of believers that are going through all kinds of different turmoil and struggles and everything. And he is encouraging them to experience, to embrace that peace that comes from God. Colossians chapter 3, we're going to start reading verse 12. This is talking to to them as a community of believers. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, put on compassionate hearts. Walking in peace with others means that I have compassion for them. I I recognize that, that, that their experiences, the things that they've been going through, have have contributed to the turmoil and the struggle that they're facing. And so instead of me saying, you should be more like me, I have compassion to be able to try and understand why they are where they are at. And to give them the benefit of the doubt. And to love them in spite of those tensions and conflicts. Put on compassionate hearts. Put on kindness. Put on humility. Put on meekness and patience. Bearing with one another if one has a complaint against another. And even forgiving each other just as the Lord forgave you. Did you deserve forgiveness when when Jesus died for you? 
Did he sacrifice himself because you had, had done enough things to be able to make you worthy of his forgiveness? No. This is God demonstrated his love for us that while we were still sinners in rebellion against him, his enemies, Christ died for us. And so just in the way that he has forgiven us, we need to forgive others. Not because they've asked for it, not because they've deserved it, not because they've done enough to convince us that they've changed enough so that we can forgive them. No. We forgive them because we have a compassionate heart. Because we are humbly surrendered to, to the Lord Jesus who will give us everything that we need in order to be able to extend that forgiveness that we have received to those that are around us. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And what will happen? The peace of Christ will rule in your heart's Not in your heart. This isn't just for you. Yes, you will have peace in your heart. But now, will rule in your hearts the peace of Christ. You see what's happened here? Christ has taken that peace that He has given you in your heart and it's now extending to others. The peace of Christ will rule in your hearts together because you have now become an agent of His peace in the lives of others. Our world needs more agents of Christ's peace. I, I got one more passage that I want to look at. Turn with me to James. James chapter 3, starting at verse 16. See, James is describing for us the con- uh, he's con- contrasting for us a community that is that is seeking peace through human efforts and a community that that has agents of His peace being uh, uh, extended into the lives of others. James chapter 3, verse 16 says, For where jealousy and self-ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, listen to this, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. You see, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So the question we need to ask ourselves is, first of all, 
have you experienced peace with God? If that relationship is still askew, if you have not surrendered, if you have not received that forgiveness that only comes through what Jesus Christ has done for us, then all of this other stuff is not going to do you any good. It's only when we have that peace with God that we can then have peace within ourselves. And then as we have that peace within ourselves, we can then become agents of Christ's peace in this world. And what a different place this would be. So, have you received that peace with God? But then you also have to ask yourself the question, are you ready to become an agent of that peace in the lives of others? There is a cost. You have to put yourself aside in order to extend that peace to others. Like we talked about in all of these passages. But if you're willing to find your peace in God, and in that then sacrifice yourself so that you can become His peace in the lives of others, there's no telling what He can do through you. The difference that He will make in your home, in your relationship with your spouse, in your relationship with your parents, in your relationship with your children, in your relationship with your brothers and your sisters. And there's no telling the difference that you can make within your workplace, within your relationships with your friends, in your neighborhood, and in the places where you live your lives, and in even the the, the briefest, the most shallow of connections of individuals that you might rub shoulders with just, just briefly, you still bring Christ's peace into that moment. And as people see, your, see the peace that Christ has put into your life, it is going to draw them. God is going to use that to draw them to have peace with Him for themselves. That's what our world needs. Are you ready? Let's pray. I, I want to just give you a moment because I'm <laughs> right now God is putting some faces of individuals in my mind of people that I don't have peace with. And, and I think maybe the Holy Spirit might be bringing some of those people to your mind as well. 
I want to give you just an opportunity to lay that relationship into his hands and to ask him to make you an agent of peace, whatever that might take. Give you just a minute to do some business with the Lord. Lord Jesus, I am sorry. I'm pretty good at faking peace. Pretending we're there, that there is peace where, where there is not. Trying to create a peace out of my own my own attempts, my own strategies rather than just trusting in your peace and being an agent of your peace in those relationships. I put those in your hands here today. And I humbly ask that you would give me an opportunity to take active steps of putting on a compassionate heart, putting on humility and kindness and gentleness, putting on your forgiveness in those relationships, and allowing you to be the peace in those relationships. I trust that you will do it. And so I walk forward in faith. Lord, I pray for those this morning that, that You have been drawing to Yourself, to receiving Your peace for the first time for themselves by faith, by putting their trust in, in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to be paying the penalty for their sin. Lord, As they, as they take those baby steps, Father, would You flood them with Your peace. As they, as they receive that for themselves and say, Lord, I trust You. I receive Your forgiveness and Your grace on my behalf. Would they just be washed over with the sense of peace that can't be explained by anything else except comes from You. And Lord, for those others that are here today that have made that commitment that, that they are ready to be Your agent of peace in this world, 
Father, would they hear your voice clearly so that when you call them to acts of peace in their lives as they walk out of this building today, would they hear your voice and would they be quick to obey to follow where you would lead them? And that they would see the effects of your peace in the lives of the people that are around them. And would this Advent season here in our community, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our relationships with friends and family beyond, would this be an Advent of your peace in our lives? By faith, we trust that you will do it. And we look forward to what you're going to accomplish in us today. We thank you for your peace. Amen.